Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, a Hershey Bears podcast for fans created by this superfan, or as I call myself, a hack. Hello, and welcome to episode two of the Grit and Barrett podcast. It is October 18th, still 2020, everyone, unfortunately. I'd like to thank you, everyone, for uh, downloading and listening to last week's episode the debut episode uh let me just pull up on here uh to pinecast and see just what the stats were for last week's episode it was a lot more than what i thought uh people would listen to um granted i had uh friends on the interwebs who promoted the show like crazy but 62 61 listens within the first week of the show Majority of them through Facebook, a lot of them through others. Bloody hell, thank you very much to everyone who listened, and uh, thank you so very, very much. Uh, We are, I am in the process of putting this on a Google podcast. It should be through and on by now. Um, I think, uh, let me just look up a few other ones here out on Pinecast. Just give me a second here to pull up the directories on here. Um, Google Podcast I submitted to this week, uh, Amazon Music as well, uh, Pandora I think I was able to, uh, Pocket Casts I put out on, Spotify it's out there, um, I'm trying to do Radio Public and Player FM as well, maybe tuned in, but, um, but who knows. Uh, all in more, all in all the process of getting this podcast out to the masses, and out to everyone. So to everyone who listened in the first week, thank you. Thank you so very much. This podcast is driven by all of you, by you Bears fans listening to this. And I thank you for listening to this hack. All right, enough of me just listening to my self-talk. Let's get right to it. So this past week, the free agency hurricane, and I think I can call that now safely, has passed. The remnants of the said hurricane has passed through as now we are getting into more and more depth signings in the NHL. This is where you'll have fourth line guys, um, borderline NHL, AHL guys get signed and things are going to start calming down amongst the free agency. And um, unfortunately, this is when we are going to hit a real lull of the schedule. Normally, this time of year, it would be mid to late July. I'd be getting ready for conventions. I'd be looking ahead. We'd be getting ready for a schedule or a promo. 
schedule, but alas, we do not have that. Um, news is going to die off a little bit. And while I'm glad there are moves that the Capitals, sort of, and the Bears have made, it's, it's going to get a little quiet from here on out. So as I noticed this week, there were a few bear signings that happened uh, within the past week that made me realize that we are hitting an end of an era of Hershey Bears hockey. Not with guys coming in, and we'll get to that here in a little bit, but with guys that are leaving. Like this past week, Travis Boyd signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs with a one-year uh, one year deal valued at, at whatever. Uh, I do not expect Boyd to play with the Maple Leafs. He'll probably get a good opportunity with the Marlies, uh, and I wish him the best. Well, assuming the Marlies even have a season. But Boyd is a borderline NHL talent. It just depends on a team that needs depth forwards and are willing to give him a chance when a guy gets injured. And in all honesty, I wish Travis Boyd the best. I really do. Glad to see him head up to the Great White North. I will never forget Game 7, Wilkes-Barre. I was there up in 217, going nuts when he sniped it up and over the shoulder of Casey DeSmith. So, to Boyd, good luck to you. We'll miss you. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Up next, uh, Liam, he's still a free agent. He still is. For now. Uh, Riley Barber signed with Detroit last week. Uh, one-year deal. Um, he very well, very well could get time in the Pizza Pizza Dome with the Red Wings. It is very possible that he could he could crack whatever roster there in Detroit. He could go down to Grand Rapids. That's a possibility. But I think Riley, um, when he's not injured, which happens to be his middle name, he can be a good talent. Now he needs a vet around him to make him better, but. He can be a really good talent. So good for Riley, who signed with the Canadiens last year, spent a lot of time in Laval, and then um, got traded to uh, to Pittsburgh. And I was like, oh, cool. Riley's in Pittsburgh. He's a Pittsburgh boy. Would I get a Riley Barber Pittsburgh Penguins jersey? Yes. Yes, I would. But no. No. Riley got sent down to Wilkes-Barre, played one game with Wilkes-Barre, got injured, and then the world went crazy. So, yeah. But good luck to you, Riley, out there in Detroit. And then the surprise news that Tyler Lewington, Louie, got signed earlier this week to Nashville. Nashville? Nashville. If I may sound a little surprised by this, it's Nashville's not a destination where you see a lot of bears go to. I mean, typically they'll go to the Great White North, like Boyd has done. Other times, they'll go out to Hartford or go down I-95 to Bridgeport, Hartford, or Providence. I'm looking at you, Chris Bork, and Paul Carey, Ryan Bork, and Sean Collins, or Brian Helmer, or the mayor, Dean Arzine, went up to Springfield um, for the uh, Springfield Falcons. Sorry, I'm trying to think up names off the, off the top of my head, but, but, but you, you got my point. Or David Leggio went to Bridgeport. Sucker. But you get my point. Bears usually head either north or east. We've had Bears go out west. Brian Helmer, Alexander Giroux, 
the great scorer of all of our hearts, went to the Edmonton Oilers. Now they spent more time down in the Oklahoma City Barons, but they went out to Edmonton. Joel Recklish was in the Oilander, Oilers, nearly said Oilers, but Oilers organization. How do I know that? Because my buddy Joe has a Joe Recklish Bakersfield Condors jersey that I helped him get and I want to get back in my collection. But outside of that, you know, maybe the odd person goes to Calgary as well. Um, I think, um, oh, what's the guy's name? It wasn't Langlois. Oh, it's it's going to stick with me until I remember. But but um, but anyway, you guys know know what I mean. Nashville. Who was the last bear that went to Nashville of all places? I mean, yes, Michael Latta came from Nashville. But you don't hear bears signing with their organization. Now, could Lewington spend time in Milwaukee with the Admirals? It's very possible. But again, Nashville. Lewington? A bear going to Nashville? Well, good luck to him. We really do. So, um, I raise a glass to you guys. And take a drink for all the boys that, that have left us. Now, would I get a Tyler Lewington Nashville gold jersey? No. Hate those things. But it made me realize that that these four, Boyd, Barber, Louie, Liam, two B's and two L's, that this is the last of the um of the of the late two thousand squad that this that this real generation of Bears fans that for as long as I've been covering well covering the team on the fan club page is pretty much gone with the exception of the v, of VTech and Copley but the guys that made that finals run against Cleveland slash Columbus that's it. They're gone. And I saw a lot of people, you know, comment about Louie being signed to Nashville, how they how they grieved and said, oh, that's my, I like him. Oh, my niece likes him. My daughter, th- that my daughter's not going to like this. Which is sad. This is why I kind of try to tell people, don't get too attached to guys in the AHL. You know, don't, don't like a guy too much with the Bears because he's going to be here today, gone tomorrow. I mean, anybody who comes through the Bears can be an AHL journeyman. You just, you don't get attached to guys. What about the 13 Paul Carey jerseys you have? Uh, shut, shut up. That, that, that's not important, alright? Because the average lifespan of an AHL player with a single team, that the team that drafted them, could be anywhere between 3 to 5 years. Well, I'll bump that up a bit. Let's make it 4 to 6. 6 tops three or four minimum because they sign them you know you draft them you sign them and they they uh fill, they play out their ELC entry level contract everybody gets one it's 3 years and if you're really really good enough and they really like you you'll get called up to the NHL during your entry level deal sometimes if you're really good enough you don't get you get one year entry level deal that gets scrapped and it gets reworked you know, or if you're a generational talent, you get a boatload of money off of um, uh, your EC, ECHL, your entry-level contract. See Connor McDavid, see Crosby, Sydney, see Ovechkin Alex, see Flurry, Mark Andre. You know what I mean. Or Brandon Holtby, to be fair, to be fair. So usually once you burn through your entry-level contract, usually 
with a developmental, if the organization likes you enough, they'll give you a one-year um, sort of a show-me, like, okay, we like you, we like your development, here's a nice one-year deal, a little bit more money, a little bit more responsibility, and uh, we'll see how you do. And uh, if you make it up, you might get another year or two tacked on with some good amount of money. But that would be more of a a one-way deal, which means when you get called up, you're staying up there. Or if you're really good enough, you're in an, an NHL deal. Sadly, that's that's generally not how it goes sometimes. Sometimes guys just just don't fit in an, in an organization. You know, guys are good at the AHL level, but it just doesn't translate into success in the NHL. Or there's a bunch of, of forward depth with an organization, and there's just no room for you to go. You'll hit a proverbial glass ceiling in the AHL. This happens at Wilkes-Barre with Pittsburgh all the time. Or, in fairness to the Phantoms, there are guys who will spend years with the Phantoms and barely get a sniff with the Flyers. This happens everywhere, not just with us. And unfortunately, if the organization just doesn't have plans for you, or values free agents more than their farm system, then you'll move on. You'll head out into the ether, and um, it's more like, it's like a boy leaving home. It, it kind of reminded me of an episode of Rocco's Modern Life, where um, where Heifer, Rocco's friend, it leaves home, and his mom's all frantic. Like, his mom and his dad have two completely different reactions to this. His mom is all panicky and worried, but... but you know, if you move out, who's going to wash your clothes? Who's going to cook your food? Who's going to feed you? And and Heifer's saying, Mom, I got to move out and be my own man. And uh, he leaves. Mom and Dad stand at the door. And Mom's an emotional wreck, worried about him. And the dad just pipes up from behind him and says, See you at Christmas, son. And that's the two ways that that sort of Bears fans will take it. Some will go the mom route and be emotional. Others will be like, see you when you return. Like with us and Travis Boyd. We'll see you when the Marlies come around. So, and don't worry, everyone. There is, there's a new batch. There's a new group of toys for all of you to play with and have fun with. Garrett Pilon, Brian Pinho, AJ, um, Connor McMichael coming in, Damian Ryatt, David Carr, David Carr, Daniel Carr, David Carr, but you know what I mean. Bobby Nardella, Alexander Alexiev, uh, Martin Feviari as well. You know, you'll you'll have a whole new bunch of toys that, that you'll play with. And I'm sure everybody's getting flashbacks of Toy Story 3 right now. But anyway, truly an end of an era with Boyd, Barber, Louis, Lewington, and who knows, maybe Liam moving on. So lads, we raise a glass. I'd light a candle for you if I could, but I don't want to start a fire. We wish you well, and good luck in all your future endeavors. Are you a Chicago Blackhawks fan? Do you enjoy the Blackhawks rummaging through the Midwest. Are your favorite numbers 19, 88, 2, 64, or 50? Well, do I have a podcast for you? Just popping up in the hockey podcast sphere is the Hockey Up podcast. That's W-A...
That's H-A-W-K-E-Y. Hawk, spelled as a Hawk, E-Y podcast. Focused on all things Chicago Blackhawks. Dylan Terry is your guide through all things Chicago Blackhawks as they talk about the old guard mixing with the new guard this offseason. As they say farewell to Corey Crawford, look ahead to the to the farm system and did they really just turn into a team that could be tanking for the future question mark i'm ron burgundy if you love playing chelsea dagger all night long then give them a follow and look them up for your hockey podcast that's hockey up podcast h-a-w-k-e-y up podcast and make sure you check out blackhawk up part of the fan-sided Sided network that covers all things Chicago Blackhawks. That's Hockey Up Podcast and Blackhawk Up, part of Fan Sided. And we are back here on the podcast. That that was a bit of a uh, a spur of the moment uh, ad break as a uh, another writer of mine, uh, Puck Pros, is starting up a Blackhawk focused podcast. I got nothing against the Chicago Blackhawks. Just saw them started up today, so why not give them a little bit of free advertisement? If you're a Chicago Blackhawks fan, head that way. All right, so let's get into some um, bear signings. We'll talk a little bit more about a, a few of them once the um, once uh, my guest comes on here in a little bit. So picking up where we left off last week, um, Daniel Sprong signed a two-year extension with the Hershey Bears all the way back about a uh, about a month ago we're getting into the September signings and um good for him he was signed by the bears uh last year in exchange with a trade with the Anaheim Ducks last year that saw fan favorite Christian Juice some haven't recovered from that he joined the bears and made an immediate impact i'm reading from um the uh Hershey Bears website uh, posting three points, one goal, and two assists in his Hershey debut, and scoring the winning goal, earning first star in the club's victory against Wilkes-Barre. Ha <laughs> ha! Rivals. He skated in 44 AHL games last season with Hershey slash San Diego, tallying 33 points, 12 goals, and 21 assists, while scoring a goal and assist with the Anaheim Ducks in eight games. He played 109 games with Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, San Diego, and Hershey. Sprong has scored 90, 98 points, 44 goals, 54 assists. A total of 14 goals have come by way of the power play, and 10 of them were game-winning markers. He was he was a member of the AHL All-Rookie Team in 2017-2018 with Wilkes-Barre and played in the 2018 All-Star Game. He is a Netherlands native. He is a product of the Charleston Island Charlton, Charleston, actually, my bad, Charlotte, Charlatan Islanders, WMJHL uh, Hockey Club for a few years, and is he what he was brought over via trade to Pittsburgh by way of Anaheim as well, and now he is here with us. He gets a uh, two-year one-way deal, um, carrying an average salary of $725,000. Now, a one-way deal means that he can start the season in Hershey, but if he gets called up to Washington, there is no, all right, play a few games, send you back down. Uh, no. Once he goes up, he stays there. He most likely does stay there. And um, I've been hearing 
um, that the Capitals are really sold on him, that they think he could be a good bottom six forward option. Um, you know, of course, the Capitals are always rotating free agents out in their bottom six. So to see an actual real AHL product go up and uh, actually make a difference with them, yeah, I'm all for this. I'm all for this. I love Sprong's work. He's a magnet to where the puck's always going to be. He always has a nose for it. Um, maybe he finds a right organization that actually wants to do something with him. And hard to believe, everyone. He's been in the league for... Da, 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 da. He's been in the NHL for five years. He's 23. I mean, yeah, by the sound of it, he's been around. I mean, Wilkes-Barre, Pittsburgh, San Diego, Anaheim. Seen a lot of them, but he's only 23. He's still young. He could be hitting his prime, and we don't even know it. So, um, good good for him, and I, and I really mean that. I, I, I'd love to see Sprong start out in Hershey, but I have a feeling the Capitals really have an eye for him as they tend to have a, uh, a habit for signing former Penguins into their system or signing them via free agency. So, Sprong, good luck to him. Really glad he's back. One more before we bring Corey on. Uh, Bears bring back a familiar face as Caleb Herbert inks an AHL deal. This from on September 22nd through the Hershey Bears page. Caleb Herbert, age 28, after spending parts of three seasons with the Bears from 2014 to 2016, as he tallied a goal in his AHL debut at Portland, has split time between Hershey and the South Carolina Stingrays. Uh, he da, 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 da. Um, he skated under the direction of current Bears head coach Spencer Carberry. He had 28 points, 19 goals, and 9 assists in 42 games with South Carolina in 14-15 and added 14 more points in 27 playoff games as he helped the Stingrays get all the way to the Kelly Cup Finals. Um, he is a native, Minnesota native. How about that? He saw success with the Texas Stars in 16-17, scoring 18 Scoring 8 goals and 13 points in 35 games. He has a buck 13 career AHL games with Hershey, Texas, San Jose, Hartford, Utica, and Colorado. Wow. That's, uh, that's a lot. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa. With over 50 years of sports betting experience, Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. The boy's been around, collecting 28 points, 13 goals, and 15 assists. Uh, he is six foot, 200, even. He's had vast experience in the ECHL. He was named to the ECHL All-Star Game as a member of the Utah Grizzlies. Ah, ah, the hockey club that 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa. With over 50 years of sports betting experience, Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF has the whims and fancies of Mormons. Um, He completed the 1819 campaign, posting his best season of his professional career, finishing fourth in the league with both goals, 32, and points in 71, making all ECHL first-team honors. Um, He has 12 power play goals, ranked tied for third in the ECHL. Herbert has 173 points. Points, 89 goals, 84 assists, and 168 career ECHL games with South Carolina, Idaho, Greenville, and Utah. Sorry if that was a lot. A lot. Uh, He spent last season in Austria leading that club with 43 points. He was originally drafted by the Capitals as a fifth-round selection in 2010. He is a Minnesota Duluth product. Sorry if that was a lot. I didn't know Herbert's had a a bit of a history. Wow. So, dude's been around, clearly. Uh, That's one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six AHL clubs. And one, two, three, four ECHL clubs. Wolf. Wow. Um... I don't have much on Herbert. I mean, I, I've seen him with Hershey from time to time. I think the last time I do remember him is from fourteen sixteen, and that seems like a lifetime ago. Um, clearly a depth signing. Um, he a bottom six forward. Could do time between South Carolina and Hershey. So, um, But welcome aboard, Herbert. Welcome back, and let's see what he can do. And for all of you who want to post a Family Guy Herbert memes, put them away. No, no, I am not going to play a Herbert Family Guy soundbite for him. No, he does not deserve that. So we're going to take another short break right here, and we'll be back with Corey Schwartz of the Bears Hockey Nation blog as we will talk Bears and possibly some some other signings as well. If you're listening to this podcast, and you are, are you secretly a fan of the black and gold? Are you a yinzer at heart like me? Sure, you might root for the chocolate and white, but you keep an eye on Western PA, don't you? I know I know who you are, but don't feel bad, because I am too. You're looking for a podcast that helps you get your penguins fix, but yet rooting for the chocolate and white as well? Well, do I have a podcast for you. The Tip of the Iceberg Podcast 
hosted by the two Knicks as part of the Hockey Podcast Network, cover all things Pittsburgh Penguins, whether it's GM Jim Rutherford making another signing, whether it's Crosby and Mulkin being the demolition duo the hockey gods destined them to be, or the next great goaltender coming up from Wilkes-Barre that's going to fill the hole that Marc-Andre Fleury left behind, then they have you completely covered. They cover all things Pittsburgh Penguins, old and new, shout-outs and call-outs, Penn's poll, and all the other Penguins news that matters to them. Give them a like and follow on Twitter. Find them on the Hockey Podcast Network, on Spotify, Google, and Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. That's Tip of the Iceberg Podcast, home for all things Pittsburgh Penguins. On the Hockey Podcast Network, that's Tip of the Iceberg Podcast. And we are back here on the Grit and Barrett Podcast. Joining me, um, making uh, hit, making his podcast uh, debut in some in some way. Um, he is a he is a writer, I guess. Runs uh, Bears Hockey Nation on uh, his own website. Um, he is a resident Flyers fan as well. Not that there's anything not that there's anything wrong with that. He's um, a follower of the fan, of the fan club page as well. Corey, welcome to the podcast, man. You know, good to have you on. How the hell are you? Doing great, Richard. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Not, not a problem. Joining us uh, via Zoom on the unsponsored hotline, pending TM, pending trademark. So, uh, so good, so good to have have you on, man. And uh, we're talking some Bears hockey here in mid-October, even though we have no idea when the guys are going to uh, to be back. I talked about it earlier in the in the show. Uh, that we we kind of witnessed in an exodus of former Bears this offseason as Travis Boyd went to the Toronto went to Toronto, Liam still a free agent, Riley Barber signed with Detroit, and now Lewington went to Nashville. Um, just some of your thoughts on these on these players moving up and moving on. Just 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 seems like these guys are leaving the nest, and we really wish them the best of luck. Yeah, it's certainly sad to see a lot of longtime guys like Lewington, Liam, you know, if you sign somewhere else, uh, obviously that's kind of up in the air. Colby Williams is another guy that's unsigned, and you even saw the Capitals uh, not qualify uh, Connor Hobbs for a contract next season, too. And so, you know, assuming all those guys are gone, it's, it really stinks to see a lot of them. Though we, I actually wrote a couple pieces, uh, you know, reflecting on the careers of uh, Travis Boyd and Tyler Lewington. Uh, particularly since those are guys that uh, moved on and signed already. And, uh, you know, it's really sad to, you know, think back to the beginning and you'll think that the Bears are going to be moving into an era where neither of those guys are, uh, you know, part of the team anymore, as they've certainly been synonymous with Bears hockey for, you know, the last half decade or so, certainly. So it's a bummer, but we certainly, you know, wish them the best of luck. I'd love to see Travis Boyd stick on an NHL roster and get consistent playing time, finally as well as, uh, you know, Tyler Lewington getting a shot and, you know, a, a depth roll up on uh, the Predators here, certainly. It, as I also said earlier, um, that's, shut up, phone. That, that's not a, um, that's not a place you see a Bears land very often. Uh, usually you see guys go to, like, a Rangers, Islanders, they go to the Great White North, uh, but Nashville of all places, and I think that could be a place where Lewington could thrive, especially in a system that values more of a uh, grit and grind 
type uh, type system. I just don't think Louie really fit in with more of a uh, um, faster type Bears team. And he certainly saw the Milwaukee Admirals had a great season last year before things were cut short. And uh, we're probably going to touch on a reason why for that. And, uh, you know, they had now Hershey Bear hopeful Daniel Carr on their roster at that point, too. But, you know, they have great things coming in their system. You know, their, their team has really been on the rise in Milwaukee. So, I mean, you know, he's only going to benefit them from an organizational standpoint, you know, top to bottom. Both guys are going to be, you know, he's going to be a factor in there somewhere somehow but you know like you said I think he really fits into what Nashville is bringing to the table and you know certainly would like to see him get a chance up there if for you know more reason than what, with what Washington had him up because he had a very value friendly contract here certainly um heading into next season whenever that's going to be uh what which bear are you keeping in an eye on like like what's really which one's really caught your eye and uh and why well, there's a few different guys I'm hoping have big seasons. First of all, or first and foremost to me is uh, Brett Leeson. Because I, I think, you know, if you see, he's a kid that had a, a real whirlwind summer last year. I, I kind of talked about it over the summer a little bit, too. Um, you know, from how many guys you see get drafted, turn around, and, you know, play rookie camp, and then jump straight into Hershey right away as he did. And, you know, I thought he was probably the most interesting player the Bears brought up um, into their system this past season. Had a little bit of a hard time finding a consistent spot um, on the lineup, you know, contributing probably not as much as he wanted to in terms of goals and assists. Um, you know, certainly he's trying to learn the AHL game, and I think he did a great job, all things considered. You know, obviously you could forget him scoring his first goal on Teddy Bear Toss night to, you know, win the game in overtime against Hartford. Overtime winner. Um, you know, I'd love to see him elevate his role, and, you know, it's a bit more competitive Bears lineup that's uh, this coming season, you know, Timmy uh, Brown straight from training camp to for a lot of guys trying to make an impact, you know, alongside guys like Caleb Herbert, a lot of the guys that those are brought in over the summer. But Leeson's a guy that I'm very fascinated by. I'm really anxious to see him continue to grow with the Bears. And, you know, have a look at a ton of the guys that are coming in. Second season, Joe Snively, um, you know, really to see Joe Snively was fantastic. I mean, he really felt it when he was injured alongside Mike Scarbosa back in January, which feels so long ago now at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, when he was gone and Scarbosa was gone, you know, you felt it. And when they both came back, you know, right before the end of the season, that glorious, you know, beat down they put down the Charlotte Checkers that seat that night, uh, the Wednesday, I believe it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, plenty of the guys that are coming back, I mean, you know, you can name any one of the guys, they're all still young, still with lots of crew, um, you know, it's a good season for a lot of guys that are looking to, you know, get on the radar for Washington. Certainly, you know, the Caps have some depth, but, you know, they're not without their openings. So there's a lot of guys that are going to be contending for that spot as well, certainly. Uh, definitely on the uh, on the blue line, I really feel like the Bears are really talented this year. I mean, you brought up Daniel Carr as well. I didn't get a chance to talk about it last week because it was a, it was – signed a couple hours before I started recording. Um, as as excited as everybody is for a big blue line blaster that he very well could be and somebody that is, is practically a fourth forward out there. If you watch any of his gameplay, you might as well just make him a fourth forward up there. Um, which, which other Bears defenders are really going to make an impact this year? Like, I, I really think 
that we could see a breakout year while they're down here, probably from Martin Fiviari this year. I agree with that 100%. I mean, I, the signings the Capitals have done so far, you know, affect the Bears in that it almost guarantees that Martin Fiviari is going to be with the Bears this year, is, you know, whereas before with the injury to Michael Kempney, some obvious gaps with, you know, Ranko Gudis departing, the Capitals went and they, you know, signed a, a ton of defensemen, almost ensuring that, you know, Martin Fervari and Alexander Alexiev are going to be with the Bears for, you know, most, if not all, of the season. And I think that's huge because, I mean, both were fantastic as rookies last season for the Bears. I don't think you could ask for much more, you know, in terms of those two as well as Bobby Nordell are playing beyond their years in a lot of ways in the sense that, you know, the Bears had a lot of injuries on the blue line. You really saw those guys step up and take prominent roles, particularly Nardella, who I think is, you know, dark horse to make the Capitals at some point just with his offensive prowess. Um, you know, all those guys really stepped up, and I think it's going to be huge for them to, you know, make some more strides playing big minutes with the Bears and, you know, really taking on that, you know, those top top three defensive uh, you know minutes type of thing. You know, the Bears are very set with defensemen here. Not quite the stable they had last year, but, you know, you saw guys like Eddie Whitco, who, in my opinion, is going to be one of the most important players in the Bears next season on the blue line, just because of the size and the style. I love him. I think it, I'm all about... You know, Same. Big, beefy defenseman. Big, beefy boy throwing his weight around. Love it. Yeah, but bringing him back, that was my probably my favorite offseason signing the Bears uh, you know, put on so far. I really think that, you know, the Bears have a group that is really built for a Calder Cup playoff run. Not to say they haven't in years past, but, you know, it's really well suited for that. You know, you get a big season of Lucas Johansson, perhaps the best of his career. You know, we're certainly waiting for that to happen as long as he stays healthy. You know, there's a few questions like that, but overall you can't be more excited about the group than what there is, to, you know, right now. Particularly, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Cameron Schilling making his glorious return to Yep the Bears after a few seasons now, you know, from a younger kid to being a more grizzled veteran, you know, after all these years, too. For the A, I believe, over Manitoba, where he was before. Moose. You know, he's going to be a huge part of it, too. Yeah, this this blue line, like, um, you could really feel like there's a lot of scoring potential from them, just up and down, just, 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 pick, just, just pick a guy who is, is going to get a point. Um... If there's one theme that I feel like that's going to go into this season, especially for the Bears, who I think on paper is probably the best team in the Atlantic right now, and I'm not just saying that as somebody who has a podcast and is slightly obsessed with this hockey team. I think this is a really complete team this year. I think the two words are going to be unfinished business, that a lot of the forwards from last year felt kind of cheated in a season where they could have done something special. I think we really felt that going into, uh, into March. And especially with, the, um, with, their, with their leader, unofficially, is uh, Matt Molson. Him resigning was a huge resigning. And it feels like that entire locker room is just behind, let's get a ring for this guy. Let's get a championship for this guy, even if it's at an AHL level. Uh, Matt Molson just brings great experience that's really going to help out these young guys. Oh, absolutely. You can't say enough about what Matt Molson brought to the team last season. And, you know, I, I really think it's true. You know, he said that if he had completed the season the way he wanted it to, it might have been his last year. And so, you know, the Bears 
having him return is certainly nothing less than a gift. Um, you know, and the Bears have been fortunate. You look at their, you know, forward line, I think, aside from Chris McCarthy retiring and, um, you know, Liam O'Brien currently remaining unsigned, most of the team is back for this season. You know, there's been a, say, you know, the defensive side's been a, you know, different story, but yeah. you, know, you still have what's likely going to be the pairing of B-Tech, Manichek, and Phoenix Copley, thanks to, you know, Capital signing the king. Yeah. And, you know, uh, All hail. North Lundfist. Uh, you know, I think it's the Bears are really set because, you know, aside from possibly, you know, there's some questions still. The Capitals only have 11 forwards under contract at the NHL level. Daniel Spong's a likely candidate to, you know, yeah, move on from the Bears most likely. And there's, depending on how the Capitals handle it, you know, last year they liked to carry a 13th forward. Who, you know, would that be Brian Tinhill? That would be a huge loss for the Bears if that's the case. But, um, you know, even... Even if they were to lose those two guys, there's still lots to be excited about here. I mean, you still have the, you know, Phil Maia, Matt Molson, Joe Snyder line that was phenomenal. Uh, Mike Spinoza yeah. is going to contribute. No matter what line is on, he's been great. Um, oh, yeah. I just can't say enough about all the guys. Um, that's one thing I wanted to, to bring up. You, you brought up uh, Dan, uh, Daniel Sprong. Um, does he does he stay down in Hershey at all? Because um, talking to a few Caps guys that I know, they, they think he could be one of their bottom six forwards this year, that he has a real chance to be a fourth-line guy or that 13th forward the Capitals like to carry on road trips. Absolutely. I, I would be surprised if he spent a prolonged amount of period in Hershey this year, if only because I know the Capitals are a little lacking in the forward department, and he would at least be, like you said, that 13th forward. And, you know, he's, he's earned it. I mean, he's played good minutes over, you know, Obviously, he's a former Pittsburgh Penguin. Um, you know, he spent a lot of time up there. You know, just didn't quite work out. I believe Anaheim there quite the way they were expecting. You know, he's, he still has a lot of potential and a lot of, you know, a uh, lot to prove, I think, at the NHL level. And I know, I believe the Caps are going to give him a shot, if only, you know, the main reason because he has a one-way contract. I'm not sure exactly how that relates with him, you know, moving to Hershey. I'm sure they could send him to Hershey if they wanted to. Um, by, you know, no means is that off the table, but I think that, you know, he's worked himself, and you could see when the Capitals return to play in their training camp, you know, Sprong and Brian Pinho hooked up for a goal during that scrimmage of a big, you know, two-to-one win, I believe it was, during the summer where, you know, the guys that were mostly Hershey guys are participating there, the big Capitals guys, you know, but say what you will about whatever, you know, you might say about that as a whole, but, you know, they won. They won that game, and, you know, I think it was a big showing for Pinhill and Sprong, and Pinhill obviously got to crack the Caps lineup for uh, a game, but obviously not Sprong. I don't believe Sprong got a, a game in there as well. But you know. No, he, he didn't. So uh, one last question before we uh, we, uh, we get you out of here. Um, and we we talked, talked about this um, uh, before we came on. What are your, do you think we have an AHL season and your thoughts on the league moving forward? I'm optimistic there will be a season, if only because I'm an optimist, you know, that I, I really want there to be a season. I would shudder to think about trying to live, you know, another March to October period without hockey at the AHL level again. And if only because the AHL, you know, would really like to have a season. I think that's something that, you know, they're, mostly looking at what the NHL is trying to do in terms of, you know, as a starting point. Obviously, we're still sitting with that December 4th date at this point. And, you know, 
I think it's worth listening to every every interview you see with Scott Housen to see where he's feeling about it, what they're thinking at this point. Obviously, you know, it seems like that December fourth date is all but a bust at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, just because the NHL is not planning to start until the new year. So I if he you know, I believe he mentioned on one of his podcasts I listened to, um, one of his interviews I should say. This past week, he said, you know, we would like to, you know, start playing, whether it's, you know, February, the abbreviated season, maybe in a slightly abbreviated Golden Cup playoffs, um, you know, yeah. go all the way into possibly as late as July and then start on time next year. You know, I'm all for that type of, type of thing. You know, whatever gets us on the ice in the safest manner, and I know Pennsylvania has some hurdles to overcome here, certainly. I mean, we saw the governor relax yeah. some of the rules uh, when it comes to fans and stands here, which is a great first step, you know, particularly as three big AHL teams could possibly form a circuit between Hershey, World Spirit, Lehigh Valley, uh, you know, maybe include Binghamton, a couple of, Utica, maybe, you know, a couple of teams up north a little bit of us, if they had to do a circuit based on location, yeah, it works out pretty nicely, but, um, you know, I think there's going to be a season, I think it's just a question of the NHL getting their ducks in the line first. And then the AHL is going to follow suit. I mean, we saw the ECHL has a plan yeah. so far, which I think I'm, I'm very hopeful about. I really like that, and I really want to see that executed to perfection come December. And a lot of eyes are going to be on there to see how it goes there overall. I think. It almost seems like what the ECHL doing is like a um, a soft opening, like what uh, Broadway shows and some casinos do. It just it feels like uh, let let's just let's try this. And then once, um, you know, in more southern and rust belt states that are going to, that have teams that are starting up, and then we'll just gradually work our way north. We get into PA and northeast and then other parts of, of the world as well. There's, there's, still, there's still a lot of time between now and then, and if there's one thing I can tell fans, and I'm sure you would too, don't take what's going on now is going to be the same in January. It's 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 not this this whole situation we're in is constantly changing from one day to the next. So what what it is on Monday won't be the same on Friday. So um, just you know don't you, you may think it's doom and gloom now, but we could have good news come come Christmas time. And um, I'm looking forward to a season. I know you are too. I'll give you sometimes you want to uh, pimp your website or um, any other projects you're working on. Sure, absolutely. Um, if you want to find me, it's over on HBH uh, Nation blog over on Twitter. That's our most active page. We also have a Facebook page by the same name. Um, you know, you get a lot more thoughts, retweets of things. Um, you know, basically whatever we find interesting to uh, you know promote there on, in terms of you know information about the season, whatever you know, useful things as it pertains to the AHL. Um, you can also find me. I'm a writer for the Bears over on the Sinbin, uh, Sinbin.net. Um, you know, it's mostly the same. We try to make sure it's the same content we get over on the blog. Um, usually, it doesn't differ too much. Um, you know, same kind of thoughts and analysis type of thing. But um, other than that, yeah, just really looking forward to the season. Really want to be back at Giant Center. You can find me over on my personal handle too at uh, Corey Swartz uh, at CSQA11 on Twitter. Probably tweeting more stuff about how I miss my seat over in section 103. So, uh, really miss it. Really want to be back. Uh, I'm wearing my Bears jersey for this. this yep. uh, recording wearing the vintage throwback. 
really want to be wearing my jersey for something hockey-related in October. So, Same uh, looking forward to it. Really want the Bears. I mean, like you said, I think the two roads are unfinished business. And that's an organization top-down message between the Bears, the Stingrays, and the Caps. Uh, really want to see some hardware get brought to the organization here this year. And I think the Bears have a great chance at it. I'm really excited about the group. And, you know, like you said, with Matt Molson, you know, possibly being his last year, really got to make the most of it. Well, there's, there is going to be hockey, and as I tell people on the fan club page, and I'll say this on the podcast as well, keep the faith, just keep your faith, do your best to keep your head above water. Corey, thank you so much for your time, thank you for jumping on Zoom, much like millions of others around the world have done, and they've made boatloads of money in all of this. To think, back in February, we didn't even know what Zoom was. So, exactly. So, Corey... Hey, thank you for taking your time out on a Sunday to talk, and we will we'll t- talk again, my friend. Take care, and uh, go Bears. You too. Thank you. Go Bears. Yep. All right. Thank, thank, thank you very much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah, end this. I lost you. And that was Corey Schwartz from Bears Hockey Nation joining me, one of many guests I made throughout the years and ones I'm hoping to get on this show as well. I think he might have a uh, starting role on here. I think he's a guy I'm going to work into the pipeline quite a bit. So thank you to him for joining as well. We are going to end the show today on what I like to call Hockey Potluck. This is where I go into the fridge known as the hockey world and reach in and grab whatever I could find. All the stuff in the hockey world that matters to me. So, what is potluck? Now, for some of you older people out there, you, you might remember this. Um, for some of you my age, in your 30s and 40s, you might know this. For some, of you, uh, for some of you young guns out there, you might not know something like this. So, potluck dinners typically happened, and I don't mean church potluck, no. Potluck dinners were like on a lazy Sunday. You're starting to feel the rumblies, and you're starting to get hungry, and... You yell out to whoever cooks it. You're like, hey, mom or dad. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Like, what's for dinner tonight? And you hear them yell back, oh, it's potluck dinner tonight, dear. Just grab whatever's in the fridge. So what do you do? You just head into the fridge and you reach in and whatever's left over from the week. It's just basically leftovers and stuff that I find interesting. So we're going to reach into the cabinet of the hockey world. And see what we can find. And I'm actually going to tell everyone um, what I'm going to talk about today. And this is kind of seat of your pants. I wasn't going to talk about this originally. But I'm going to talk about video games. And I'm putting this out there right now because there might this may not be your particular brand of vodka. So um, if you don't want to hear me droll on about um, NHL 21, by all means... You can stop the podcast here and go on our way. And, you know, thank you for listening. Tune in next week. I hope to have another good guest on uh, next week to where we can uh, talk some more Hershey Bears hockey. Um, if, uh, if it is, well then, let's go. This past week saw the release of NHL 21, the latest installment from EA Sports in their sports gaming uh, monopoly they have out on the market. Now, I admit, 
I, 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 I downloaded it Friday night. What I, I do what's called an overnight download or at work download. I start the download before I go to work and then by the time I come home, it's installed, updates, and everything. Now I know, I know, all, all of you who are probably third or fourth generation gamers, like me, you remember the old NES cartridges, the SNES, the Genesis, the Saturns, the Dreamcasts, dare I say PlayStation, and of course, the daddy of them all, the Nintendo 64s. We all can say, no such thing as updates. None. You had it, you dropped it in, you press power, and away you go. It is safe to say that ever since we've hit PlayStation 2, it, these are practically second or third computers. But anyway, enough of me back in my day type thing. So the NHL franchise um, has kind of fallen off in the past few years. The NHL franchise, EA, has geared it more toward multiplayer and online experience to where it's made for you to create your own character and go out into this social media-esque open world where you can drop in and out of games whenever you want. Like last year, they rolled out what was called Ones, which is where you created this player and you created kind of this, this pond hockey to where it was you, two other guys, and a goalie, and you all scramble for the puck and try to score and whoever had the most goals at the end. And you made kind of like this this online version of yourself that wore sweatpants and and uh, that wore sweatshirts and jeans and all that and you could you go real crazy with it and and all that. The thing is, again, that's geared more toward somebody who grits and grinds and plays this game every single freaking day, who joins factions and leagues and drops in and out and grinds for points who plays games late into the night and I'm sure probably gets in esports leagues which to me that's where I draw the line I love playing these games I'm a video gamer from all the way back in the early 90s no esports is where I draw the line so as people started complaining myself being included that the, that the NHL product has really fallen off. Even though they tried to make strides to make it feel like a realistic hockey experience. You know, realistic skating, um, creating characters that, um, you know, doing be a pro stuff to actually create. That it seemed more about, that it seemed like EA really only cared about the multiplayer community. You know, tapping in to that Fortnite and Apex and Fall Guys or insert newest multiplayer game here. That's who they were going to. But to people who wanted to create their own skater and get this and play through the juniors and make their own career, well, sorry, pal. Go somewhere else. You're not going to find that here. So, this past year, literally a couple weeks ago, it was dropped that NHL 21 was completely revamping their Be A Pro mode. Okay, I'm listening. Now, 
when you you go through the juniors, you go through the Memorial Cup, but now they added European leagues, the Champions League, the Champions Hockey League. You can go through that. You can go through their international tournament. You play through the Memorial Cup, which is where you're one of four teams that qualify for the Memorial Cup. You do a round robin that determines seeding, and then, hey, and then that determines your playoff seeding, and you go into the playoffs. Hey, that sounds like the bubble hockey tournament, the more you know. Anyway, you go through that. And instead of just playing through all these games and then your performance in these games determined where you get drafted, now it's no longer how you play. You have conversations. You can answer like you're a team player. You can answer like you're a star. Or you can just be neutral. You know, someone who doesn't want to put out these controversial statements. And anytime you give these answers, there's consequences. You can... Uh, you can build up rapport with your teammates. Like say, hey, you want to go out bowling? You can either answer, sure, I'll go. Or be like, I'd rather study and, and uh, watch game film tonight. You guys go without me. You could go. You go bowling. And the guys say, hey, it's all you can bowl and all you can eat hot dogs. You in? You could say, well, yeah, bowling I'm in for, but I think I'll lay off the hot dogs. Or you could say... Or you could say, I'm here for the bowling, but I'm staying for the hot dogs. You could say, you could say the, the hot dogs, you'll build rapport with your teammates, but your speed's going to be cut down because you chowed down on hot dogs the night before. Mwah! I love little details like that. I mean, I, I still think the road to the show in uh, Major League Baseball is, is better, but this is a step, nice step in the right direction for... NHL 21 and I like that they made player archetypes easier to read now like when you select you're going to play a forward well what type of forward are you are you a sniper and I love in the background that they have a modern example and a legend example like for the sniper in front it's Alex Ovechkin he ain't wrong he's a sniper he's the best he's a daddy especially in D.C. But right behind him, what's the legend? The Great! Number 66 for Pittsburgh, Mario Lemieux. Super Mario Lemieux that got me into hockey. Mwah! Love it. You go down the line and you get into a two-way forward. And for all you Flyers fans back out there, um, the classic example is Bobby Clark. Yep. Bobby Clark was considered a two-way forward, the more you know. Uh, defensive forward, I think they had. No, power forward. Ray Bork was a classic one. And I made an offensive defenseman, and I was actually rather surprised. Like, um, Let me see if I can pull it up here on my phone real, real, uh, real quickly here. I know, seat of your pants broadcasting at its finest here. Da, 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 da. Gallery, almost got it. Stay with me. This will work. I promise. Okay, there's the Ovechkin one. Don't tell me I deleted it. Please don't tell me I deleted it. Let's see here. Uh, there we go. The uh, It was a defensive defenseman. 
Um, the modern example was Ryan Sutter for the Minnesota Wild. But the classic example, and Flyers fans, th this one's going to hit you. Number 28, and they loved him in Anaheim too, Chris Pronger, number 28. Or is it 20? Hard to tell with the helmet numbers. But anyway, you get my example. You get There are more ways you can really customize your character. I mean, your goal celebrations, the hair, um, how you tuck in your jersey. Again, it's a lot of little things that that um, that really help bring out the game and can really help you make a character moving forward. I'm going with an offensive defenseman. I play for the Sunbury Wolves. He's named Drew McIntyre. Don't judge me. And um, it's been a lot of fun so far. I hope to get into it some more. So thank you for a bit of my 10-minute uh, rant about uh, hockey video games as well. While I love the NHL EA series, my heart will always belong to the first two hockey games I ever owned. The first, Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey for the Nintendo 64. Tim Kitcho's stuff and how he called that frantic arcade type game was great. And I'll let you in on a secret, everyone. Where do you think I get the whole, that's the end of the game, get ready for the first period? It's what was said in, in Wayne Gretzky's hockey. And the very first hockey game I played, ESPN National Hockey Night for the Sega CD. Nice gameplay, but they spliced in uh, hockey footage. Real hockey footage. I mean, yeah, it was really small and grainy, and they actually stopped in-game action just to load a uh, load a, a cutscene that lasted eight seconds. But hey, it looked cool. It really did. It eventually repeated itself, but it's fun to watch those on YouTube and see some of the old NHL clips from the ESPN eras in the early 90s hockey and late 80s hockey, especially those old Quebec Nordiques jerseys. So that'll do it. For the Grit and Barrett podcast this week. Holy hell, how does this podcast last an hour? <laughs> so thank you for staying with me on this, folks. Um, we'll have more potluck hockey next week. Uh, might throw in a uh, poll on the website as well. Um, follow the show on Twitter. We have our own where episodes will go. Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. You can also follow me, rbloss, B-L-O-S, 64 on Twitter as well. This episode will hit Monday. For all of you that are listening now, I thank you very much. Like, share, subscribe to all this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Tuned In, Pocket Casts, wherever you get your podcasts. Find this show and uh, follow along as we still await when AHL Hockey will come back, and I believe that it will. So for everyone, this is Richard Blosser saying... Keep your stick on the ice. We'll catch you next time. This holiday, whether you're making a Kroger Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Kroger has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Kroger, fresh for everyone.